0: Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday morning service held on April 16th, 2023. You can subscribe using the RSS feed detailed on our website. For news, information and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk
1: Welcome to everyone here in the building and to everyone joining us at home. It's very lovely to see you this, um, the week after Easter. Have we all finished our Easter eggs? No, we've got some, we've got some left. That's very impressive. All mine on Easter Sunday. Um, So yeah, a very warm welcome. It's lovely to see you. And if you're new here or you're returning after a while, you're very welcome as well. So we will begin this morning in our usual way, lighting our candle here, and if you have a candle at home, please light it too, and Cam will sound our, our listening bowl for us. Silence ourselves. Let us pray. With nature in its power and beauty, with rain and wind and sunshine, with the ancient rocks and the budding flower, we gather and praise, praise, the praise God. God. With believers and seekers the whole world wide, with people in every land and speakers of every language, we gather and praise,
2: praise, the praise God. God.
1: With the angels and saints in heaven. And with all who have worshipped in this place, we gather gather in praise praise of God. God. With Jesus, who promised his presence, and the Spirit who showers her blessings, we gather gather in praise praise of
2: God. God.
1: Here, let heaven and earth embrace.
2: Here, may God's people people find find home.
1: Amen. And let's stand for our first song.
3: Oh, joyfully
1: the right roads we have avoided traveling, and the kindly words we refuse to share. For the false gods who received our worship, and the true selves we have starved of love. God, Lord, I your forgive us. For all we should be, and all we can amend, God, God your in your love,
2: love in you. For, you.
1: for all you have in store for us and all you may ask of us, God, God in your in love, your prepare, love prepare, us. prepare us. For the life of the world and the love of its people, God, God in, your, in love
2: your
1: love, commit, commit us. us. Wow. Here, and believe these words of Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Come and follow me. And please stand for the Gloria.
4: Low
3: voices first. Gloria.
1: say together the collect risen Christ for whom no door is locked no entrance barred open the doors of our hearts that we may seek the good of others and walk the joyful road of sacrifice and peace
2: to the praise of God the Father amen
0: The reading is from the second chapter of Acts Peter's address but Peter standing with the eleven raised his voice and addressed them you that are Israelites listen to what I have to say Jesus of Nazareth a man attested to you by God with deeds of power wonders and signs that God did through him among you as you yourselves know this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed, by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David, that he both died and was buried. And his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks.
3: Thanks be to God. Take a seed. Take a seed from the gospel, and it grows.
5: The Gospel this morning is written in John's Gospel, beginning verse 20, chapter 20, starting at verse 19. Glory, Glory to Christ, Christ our Saviour. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this he showed them his hands and his side Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise Praise to you, O Christ.
4: Let us pray. Loving God, may we, each one of us, take a seed from our gospel reading this morning and let it grow. In particular, the seed of how much you love us and how you show us how to love and touch one another. Amen. So, today's gospel is one of a number of post-resurrection showings by Jesus. And I use the word showings rather than appearance, because they're not just random appearances. Jesus is actually showing us something. I'm going to use a word that uh, David Hevener on Friday night said he really liked in terms of songs reveal. Jesus um, is really revealing something to his disciples and therefore to us. And this revealing is at the core, at its core, about the extent of God's love. How God loves us in order to teach us how we are to love one another. And... The story of Jesus' post-resurrection encounter with Peter, for example, reveals that nothing we do is beyond God's love as Peter is forgiven and restored despite his great betrayal. The road to Emmaus that I think uh, we'll look at next week reveals – (laughs) oops, something falling down there. I hope that's not um, symbolic of this sermon. The road road to Emmaus reveals a God who is not only for us, but walks with us on our journey. So what is Jesus revealing in his encounter with Thomas? A very well-known story. So the story begins with Jesus coming to the terrified disciples who are locked up in a room, and he says, Shalom, peace be with you. And it's an extraordinary opening line, mainly because there is absolutely no recrimination or judgment, again, about the disciples' abandonment of him in the Garden of Gethsemane and on Good Friday. As Paul says in Corinthians, love is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. And here Jesus reveals an expression of love through total forgiveness. A forgiveness that keeps no record of wrongs, that doesn't blame, accuse or judge. In fact, forgets the past and focuses on the present and the future. Then Jesus shows the disciples his wounds in his hand and in his side, revealing perhaps the greatest expression of the extent and fullness of God's love that there can be. And he's also revealing that we can be wounded and resurrected at the same time. That it's through our wounds and our brokenness that new life can flow. So after showing the disciples his wounds, again, he says this, Shalom, uh, peace be with you. And by using the word shalom, Jesus is saying much more than uh, feel peaceful, feel calm inside. It's a much, much uh, bigger word because it expresses the vision of God's kingdom, of God's queendom on earth, of what, what earth would be like if God was in charge. So Shalom encompasses a vision of every creature living in community and harmony with each other in a world where there is both justice and security for all. Walter Brueggemann, uh, the Old Testament theologian, says that we are to understand ourselves as members of a single tribe, heirs of a single hope, and bearers of a single destiny, namely the care and management of all God's creation. Therefore, the word shalom, peace be with you, has both personal and social political, economic implications. It involves us centering ourselves individually in God's peace, in God's shalom, but also having a loyalty, a commitment, an allegiance to God's vision and passion for justice and also nonviolence. Shalom expresses God's love as justice and nonviolence. And as Dominic Crossan frequently says, another Uh, New Testament theologian, love is the soul of justice and justice is the body, the flesh of love. So like Jesus, loving others means we should be opposed to what I call imperial ideology which shapes the world through military and economic power for the interests of the few, what many today are calling a global elite. Jesus calls us to expand our love beyond the personal to opposing systemic structures that create injustice, violence, and suffering. Thus, in our story, Jesus' invitation is to live into, receive peace, and then go out and create God's dream of shalom, a world of justice and and peace. This is why Jesus goes on to say, Shalom, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I send you. This sending is yet another revealing of God's love, that despite how flaky the disciples were uh, before, during, and after uh, his crucifixion, they are not on the scrap, scrap heap, but are being entrusted not only with the momentous task of imparting shalom to the world, but also are given the power to forgive. And to do this task, he breathes on them and tells them to receive the Holy Spirit using the word ruach, the same word, Hebrew word that describes the breath of God which formed creation at the beginning of time. Signposting again the birth of something new. And Jesus no longer is confined to one time and place, but can turn up anywhere, come through locked doors in an upper room, turn up on, a, on the road to Emmaus, or even on a seashore. And now, in our reading, we have the introduction of Thomas, who was not with the disciples originally, and he requires proof that uh, Jesus Uh, Was actually there and he says unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands Put my finger in the mark uh, of these nails and my hand in his side. I will not believe And I find it interesting that Thomas does not ask to see Jesus face face, but actually to see and touch Thomas's wounds again, I think Thomas understands that Jesus' wounds are the deepest expression of God's love. He wants to know if this deep expression of love is alive, that the horrendous cruelty and torturous events of Good Friday can lead to resurrection and new life. He's asking the question, is it possible to be wounded and resurrected at the same time? And Jesus returns to fulfil uh, Thomas's request. Again, his love for Thomas does not allow him to do otherwise. And he again repeats the words, Shalom, peace be with you. Then he says to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. And this shows a deep trust and vulnerability to let another touch his wounds." And I also think Thomas shows great courage in touching the wounds of Jesus. It's an incredibly intimate moment of love through touch, requiring great gentleness and tenderness. One move can make a wound worth. And I experienced this recently. I I actually accidentally burnt my hand uh, my whole arm, um, I think Caroline saw, saw the wound, Caroline? <laughs> um, I spilled uh, peppermint tea on it, and I was so worried about the sofa, I forgot about my hand. And then I realised that it was burnt right across quite badly, and uh, so I did something, uh, uh, put uh, cream on it overnight, um, bandaged it, and in the morning it was just as bad, so I went uh, to the nurse, and the way she treated the touch, the treatment, the tenderness, the care that she took over that burn, because by then it was very, very painful, um, was incredible. A real expression, I think, of love, of a nurse going beyond duty just the, the way she did it. And it healed completely. Touch is a very, very intimate and powerful thing. And we know inappropriate touch can be abusive and devastating. We know that from the stories of of abuse. But conversely, appropriate, tender, loving touch can bring life and healing. And we all know how difficult it was during COVID where we couldn't touch or hug um, uh, loved ones. So. This encounter, I think, between Thomas and Jesus incarnates love in our bodies. It's not a sort of um, ethereal, sort of spiritual thing up there. It's actually incarnated in the physical, in the material, and in our bodies. And I repeat a quote that I I know I've mentioned recently uh, by Daniel Berryman, which keeps returning to me. Because it's very simple but very powerful. He says our faith comes down to this. Whose touch, whose flesh do, do you touch and why? Whose flesh do you touch and why? Whose flesh are you recoiling from and why? Whose flesh are you burning and why? And if we look at Jesus' life, he seems to be willing to touch. All who come to him because he loved them. And he doesn't seem to ever recoil, whether a tax collector, a leper, a prostitute, a centurion of an oppressive empire, a Pharisee. And he doesn't seem to blame, scapegoat or burn others. Instead, he gets scapegoated, he gets blamed and he gets burnt. So these questions occur at both an individual and social level. And I'll give you an example of an individual level. In my last church, uh, a woman had two beautiful twin daughters who I baptised at 11 months. And tragically, at one and a half months, one of the twins um, died very suddenly of sepsis um, in the hospital. And one of the hardest things for the mum was that after it happened, uh, the, the... She knew a number of parents. She had an older daughter at the school. And many of them avoided her. And in in one case, actually crossed the road not to speak to her. And the mum was very compassionate, really, and understood why. You know, they they weren't horrible people. They were just scared. They didn't know what to say. uh, But it hurt her deeply. These people could not face touching another person's wound. And also, um, and also, I think, uh, to be touched themselves uh, by that wound. And then also on a social level, many people will turn away from the refugee crisis, homelessness, poverty, destruction of our planet, whatever it is, whatever social issue, because they're not prepared to touch or be touched by these wounds in society. So in our story, Thomas does have the courage to touch Jesus' wounds and also to be touched by them. And when he, is, when he is touched by them, he explains, my Lord and my God. Thomas moves from seeing to recognizing, a common thing in the post-resurrection uh, stories where people see Jesus and then suddenly They recognise Jesus. There's a move on the Emmaus Road. There's a move um, on the shore when Peter recognises Jesus uh, as well. So at the end of our story, Jesus uh, says to Thomas, Have you believed because you have seen? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Leaving us with a challenge to believe without touching Jesus physically. But I think Matthew 25, in the parable of the sheep and goats, gives us a way to have this physical, visceral, bodily, earthly encounter with Christ. In the parable, it says that the king says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the people said to the king, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty or give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king answers, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. In other words, when we touch the wound of another in love and are willing to be touched by another's wounds, we put our hands into Christ's flesh. So I repeat the question, whose flesh do you touch and why? Whose flesh are you recoiling from and why? And whose flesh are you burning and why?
6: Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him and say that we love him. Tom Wright says, touching is possible. Seeing is enough. But believing is best. When I say we want to see Jesus, would you respond to reach out and touch him? We want to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him. We pray for peace in the world. Jesus brought peace to the disciples. Show us, Lord, how to bring peace to the world, particularly in Ukraine. We pray for the people of Russia and Ukraine. Pray for the people of Northern Ireland and the political situation there. We pray for all our leaders national and international and local level may they work for peace. And as we think of the coronation of King Charles next month we pray that his task will be to work for peace. We want to see Jesus. To reach Reach out and touch you. We pray that the church will bring peace to the world as it preaches the gospel of the risen Christ. Not forgetting that Jesus died on Good Friday. And so there is no lack of recrimination we are forgiven. And in St. James, we pray for the work of the vestry. We also pray for the healing ministry in St. James, following the work that we did in the Lent groups. We pray for the healing touch in St. James' We want to see Jesus, to, to reach, reach out, out and touch you. Yeah. We think of those who may be suffering at this time. We think particularly of the elderly, those who are unwell, with dementia perhaps. We pray for care homes and those who work there. For all who are involved in the NHS, and we pray for a resolution to the unrest among the staff, for a fair settlement. We pray for asylum seekers and refugees. May they find peace in this country. We want to see Jesus, to reach Reach out out and touch him. him. And as we think of ourselves, help us to believe when touching isn't possible. Help us to see, Lord. Help us to believe what you have done for us. the love that you give us. Help us to reach out and perhaps touch just metaphorically. Reveal yourself to us. Touch our hearts and walk with us in whatever situation we find ourselves. We want to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him. Amen.
3: C'est à qui tu nous Amen.
4: To any visitors, all are welcome to receive Communion. May God be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift, lift up them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
2: It is right to give God right. thanks and praise.
4: Author of all being, your power sustains, your love restores. You are unceasingly at work bringing order from chaos and filling emptiness with life. Christ raised from the dead proclaims the dawn of hope. He lives in us that we may walk in light. Your spirit is a fire in us to warm our hearts to love. As children of your redeeming purpose, freed by Jesus who burst from the tomb and opened the gate of life, we offer you our praise with angels and archangels and the whole company of heaven. Singing the hymn of your unending glory.
3: Holy, 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 God of power and might. Holy, holy, holy.
4: Praise and thanksgiving be to you God of all for by the cross eternal life is ours and death is swallowed up in victory in the first light of Easter glory broke from the tomb and changed the women's sorrow into joy from the garden the mystery dawned that he whom they had loved and lost is with us now in every place forever making himself known in the breaking of the bread speaking peace to the fearful disciples, welcoming weary fishermen on the shore. He renewed the promise of his presence and of new birth in the Spirit. At supper with his disciples, he took the bread and offered you thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. He offered you thanks, gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It is poured out for you and for all that sins may be forgiven. Do this in remembrance of me. things for holy people broken things for broken people God, give us hearts to receive your love and give us courage to touch others' wounds when invited but also to allow others to touch our wounds. Amen.
1: May the God who shakes heaven and earth, whom death could not contain, who lives to disturb and heal us, bless us with the power to go forth and proclaim the gospel. And the blessing of God the creator, Christ our risen saviour, and the spirit of life and love be with us all. Now and forever.
3: Amen. Here we go. Go oh, in peace and oh. love.